Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... That donkey won't see sunrise. Oof! Cruel to the donkey. Yeah, I know, right? That's uh, that's the impression I get from Reese Howell. Unless it's just a, a donkey that's deliberately ignorant of the sun. Well, well hates looking at it. Maybe just constantly walking <laughs> at a good pace, it's just a... going at the same speed as the sun. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So it will never see sunrise. Yeah. It takes twenty-four hours for this donkey to get around the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you, Reese Howell, for that title. Uh, Reese Howell got in touch with us on Twitter. You can find us at Life's a Pitch Show, and you can also find us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast. Give us a like there. Give us a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. Uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while now, or if you're new, just give us a like. Yeah. Get some updates, give us your titles for each week. We that's pitch, it. Uh, we pitch movies, that's that's what we're here to do. And just, you know, just say hello. Yeah. We'd like to hear from you. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, so, you may have guessed from the title of the film we're pitching this week that we're doing westerns. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. That donkey won't see sunrise. Yeah, I guess it could have been an animal movie. Yeah, or a biblical movie. Probably. Quite a lot, yeah. yeah. Racing movie, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Ooh. That's a genre. Yeah, it's true. Racing movies. Yeah. I mean, they're all the same, but... It's... <laughs> That's not the point, Tom. Exactly. Um, so, we're doing westerns, uh, a genre we're, we, we're hoping to become more and more familiar with <laughs> as, as soon. We've probably pitched more westerns than we have seen. Yes. Um, and that is, I mean, to be honest, that's true of most genres of, of, of movie now, mm. for me. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, no. we're at 303 episodes, uh, it's going to be tough. Not to have pitched more movies than I have seen. It's weird because I don't watch a new movie every week. Yeah. So I've, like, since and starting we pitch, this... We pitch four or five movies a week. Yeah. Since starting this, I've probably pitched more movies than I've than Ever I've seen. seen. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, actually, no. Because we do honourable mentions as yeah, well. Yeah, that's what I mean. We pitch five so, movies so a week. So, yeah, we probably have pitched more movies than we've seen. It would be tough to keep up with it. Yeah. But that's that's why we do this podcast, it's in some part, is so that you can experience five movies a week where you could only really watch maybe one or two. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Netflix, if anyone from the Netflix uh, commissions department is yeah. listening, then, yeah, loads of free ideas. Say free. They're ours. They're ours. TM, 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 TM. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to pay us for them, but you can have them after that. You can have them after that. And then it, we we don't we won't charge much. We won't like literally like like just... imagine how much you're paying your writers mm. less. Yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we're not doing any writing. Well, we're not doing any good writing. We've done a lot of the work. I mean, in most films we pitch, I reckon there's <laughs> the, like. Not actually, no. About twenty five percent of the films we pitch, there's a kernel of an okay idea. There. There's, there's, there is a high that'll do quotient to our pitches, but <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. they, they, uh, you know, we we taper off of a lot of them and then say we'll finish it in the second pass. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do it. In, yeah, there's never a second pass. It's it's a <laughs> there is never a second pass. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, Netflix. If you're listening, I don't know why we're going on about this. <laughs> westerns. We're doing westerns. Yeah. Uh, shall we just get on with some honourable dirty dog? <laughs> mentions yes yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely so this is the part of the show where we just go for a few more titles people have given us as we have had a lot this week nice uh, and just pitch more films before we move on to the final movie the donkey won't see that donkey won't see sunrise you can imagine this uh, part of the part of the podcast as just basically the concept of the podcast but over and over again in short short bursts <laughs> yes exactly that's a great way of uh, saying that um <laughs> So, from fingers to hand, we've got a fish full of bullets. <laughs> now, this was so close. I mean, it is a yes, very clever award. It is. For sure. But it was that good a visual image. Yeah. I was like, no, we're definitely pitching this today. <laughs> that deserves to, to get pitched. But <laughs> at the same time, it's definitely a yes, very clever award. To be honest, Tom, yeah. I can't wait to hear what the actual yes, very clever award is that beat that out. Because... <laughs> um, so, uh, Listeners, stay to the end to find out what the Yes, Very Clever was. Yes, the yes a fish, fish full of bullets. A fish full of bullets. Okay. So is right. this a fish that's been shot, or is it a fish that is also a gun? Well, okay, so we've got a few aspects and angles we can come at this from, right? Because the Angles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because why would you shoot a fish? Well, if it was in a barrel, you, yeah. might, you might give it a go. Shooting fish in a barrel? Yeah. yeah. Something very easy, right? It depends how many fish are in that and how big the barrel is. Yeah, it's true. But the, the That's why concept, I never understood that. The concept, the, 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 what that means is that it would be easy, right? Like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, again. What, I, that, what I, that phrase means. Again, I understand where the phrase is coming from. However, it is very flawed. Well, barrel fish. Yeah. Because it's so easy to shoot them in, yeah, yeah. in their bar- in their respective barrels, have become very good at taking a bullet, <laughs> <laughs> or potentially this barrel fish. This barrel fish has been very. <laughs> oh my god, the uh, the local um, the local governor. <laughs> Yeah. It's coming into town and he's looking for bodyguards. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, uh, this is uh, set by a big lake. Yeah. I know. Is there a big American lake we can think of? Lake Bastard. Lake Bastard in the good old American West. Yeah, in the dust bowls of America. Yeah. And uh, there are fishing, there's a fishing town on this lake. Yeah. And it fishes up fish and sends them out to different towns where they eat them. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know they they they're eking out a, a, a miserable existence. Yeah. But one of the things they do for fun is they they shoot fish in a barrel. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> it's the equivalent of watching um, like I don't know. The only way is Essex. Yeah. Right? What you need is something easy to do at the end of a hard day's fishing. Is so you don't really need to think about something you don't need to think about. You don't want to apply any part of yourself to. You can and... switch your brain off yeah. and just dribble. Yeah, and yeah. that's and that is um, that is shooting fish in a barrel in this case. <laughs> the, the fishermen are just like yeehaw, they're drunk out of their minds yeah. with with hooch, hooch, yeah, yeah. and uh, moonshine. Yeah, they um, they're they're gonna go off to the brothel presumably later <laughs> yeah or maybe they're in the brothel and that's one of the uh, yeah, yeah. activities that that happens in there in yeah. the saloon um and uh yeah they just uh, bam and they shoot this fish that's just in the bottom of this barrel 
<laughs> like, <laughs> or even better, yeah, it's like I don't know. You can't really shoot a fish that's like sideways in a barrel because the water would all drip. Yeah, yeah I, mean, so. I mean, this is the thing. I'm just like shooting fish in a barrel. I'm just like, one, the bullet will will lose speed once it hits the water because of the uh, the surface tension. Yeah, and and two, like fish are very slippy. Like, yeah. you don't know where that fish is gonna go. Well, they're doing it anyway. They're up on a balcony. And they're looking down. You're gonna get splashed full of water. They're on a balcony. They're, they're really high up. Really? Yeah. So it's very hard to even hit the barrel from the <laughs> from the balcony. It's not that far away. Why is shooting fish in a barrel a <laughs> metaphor for something easy to do? <laughs> when it's clearly not. Well, that that this is the thing. You've got to hit the fish. That's what you. That's why it's a game. <sighs> um. So they're they laying down. They're laying down on this balcony overhanging the saloon. And aiming their guns down, and going, oh, I'll get it, there. I'll get this little critter this time, Bam! and shooting it. And they're like, yep, there you go, you hit it. You hit it, oh my god, the fish goes, ow! <laughs> you bastard! Like, meantime, mm. there's a. Uh, <laughs> We're just gonna leave that yeah, fish going, ow, you bastard! Yeah. yeah. Meantime, there's some naughty men sneaking into town. Oh no. They're gonna take the bloody. Sheriff hostage. Oh God! Right, and everyone else in town, mm. they they spend Tom. I mean, they spend their time shooting fish in the barrel. Yeah. How while drunk? How good at guns do you think they really are? I mean, yeah, yeah. Not very. No. Right. So they all leg it. Yeah. Right. When these nasty men come into town to try and to try and like steal all the all the fish and all yeah. the stuff, right? Yeah. And the governor's like, we need what we need is a, a hero of some variety. Um, and uh... <laughs> someone who can take a bullet. And then no one puts their hand up because yeah. no one can take a bullet. And then this fish flops out <laughs> of the barrel and like a bullet just squeezes out of a hole in him. <laughs> he, like um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the the confrontation is going down in that saloon. Yeah. Right. And um, this, this is like an initial confrontation where they're trying to scare them all, mm. right? And they're like, we'll be back in two days and you better be ready because like, that's how this is, seems to end, right? Yeah. Well, um, like, everyone's hiding and, and cowering behind walls and stuff. Yeah. The governor's like, oh, no! Right? Um, the uh, the bad guy, Keanu Reeves, yeah. right? The main one in his black hat. Oh, he'd be a great... Uh, Western villain, he wouldn't would. he? He looks a little bit like uh, oh, what's his name? Um, the the bad from Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, yeah. His name, the bad. Yeah, the I, bad. I don't think any of them have names <laughs> in that movie. No, I mean the the actor, but um, <laughs> Van Van Cleef. I don't. Um, know. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, he's shouting. He's like, get down! Don't you dare move! And suddenly the fish, startled, yeah. flops out up up into the air. Yeah, right, like trying to get away or whatever. And he just like turns and karate chops this fish in the side, <laughs> and out of its mouth, like fires a bullet and just hits, just yes. hits Keanu Reeves in the side because he's filled with bullets. He's yeah. also he's like a fish gun. Yeah. So, so like Keanu Reeves doesn't know where the shots come from. <laughs> Right, he's like, ah, you better be ready, cause you you've only made this worse for yourself. Yeah, we'll be back in two days, and you better have all your jewelry and things. 
<laughs> I just really love the idea now, sort of getting to the end of this pitch. Yep. Where, where it sort of all culminates with Keanu Reeves and just this barrel having a standoff <laughs> in the middle of town. Yeah. Where he's just stood there, like, reaching for his guns, and then he just cuts to this barrel... And, he's, and he just fills the barrel full of holes. Yeah, yeah. And all the water starts draining out. Yeah. And then you... Um, <laughs> did you miss me? <laughs> I guess not. I <laughs> yeah. And then the fish jumps out and shoots him. Yeah. And, and he dies. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's... I don't know. I guess... I guess the way that they um, they, they do this, the, the town... Because mm. the fish is not anthropomorphic at all. No, right. no. For the first time in a Lives of Pitch pod, uh, like movie, we haven't anthropomorphized the fish. I have, but yeah. we've, we've immediately dismissed that, apparently. I think that what they have to do is they have to... Like, this fish is on the on death's door, basically. If this was an accident, right? <laughs> they have to... Um, what do they call it? Uh, weekend at Bernie's, is it? Yeah, yeah, they have to make... Yeah, where they have to make sure... Well... The fish look like it's a dangerous opponent. Yes. So they've got the fish on the end of a line. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> they pull it out to, and then, like, someone hides behind the barrel and chops it so it fires bullets. I, I love the interpretation of Weekend and Bernie's that not only do they have to make Bernie look as though he's alive, yeah. but also a dangerous opponent. <laughs> yeah. I just love the description dangerous opponent as well. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, Tom. Yeah. I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's. No. But what I do know is that it's in my experience it's just used as a verb. Yeah. Which is making someone who's dead look alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what what they do is they weekend in Bernie's him down the corridor. Yeah, yeah. Put put like, on that barrel there's like uh there's chaps. And tassels, and That's really uh, funny. Yeah. and things yeah. that go sh- <laughs> out of the barrel, sh- and it's just like on on it's all, all on fishing lines because they're yeah. a fishing town, mm. and they've got like one <laughs> drunk guy pulling, they're, they're Henson puppeteering this thing along along the the strand in the middle of the in the middle of the town. Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> You just got this this fish in a barrel flopping its way towards Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Yeah. Like, no, don't come any closer. And he's like, wa-bang, 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 wa-bang. Yeah. And he like fires six shots into this barrel. Yeah. And it just, water starts going down, but he keeps yeah. moving, just like he's plodding along. To he's him. like, oh my God, no. <laughs> and the fish jumps out, shoots him dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, at, at one point, a bullet goes astray, yeah. hits one of the lines, the barrel falls down, putting the fish oh, onto, no. the, onto the desert floor. Yeah. And he's like... Hey, wait a minute. You've been having me on. Now you're all going to die. And he tries to, he aims down the sights and he aims to shoot this fish. Yeah. Right? Because this is the big climax of the movie. And he's like, now you're all going to die. Mm. This fish is, you're going to die just like this fish. And he fires at the, at the fish that's like now flopping out openly on the, on the, on the floor. Yeah. It bounces off one of the bullets that's already in the fish <laughs> and hits him in the eye. And then yeah. he, he goes down and everyone's really yeah. happy. And this fish never does anything heroic apart from survive several bullet wounds. I, I wonder if there's a film, because I've just thought of a scene now where... You know how sort of hard it was to shoot guns yeah. back in those times? Mm. Like, every every sort of gunslinger movie makes it out as though these guns were like... that. Well, these gunmen were really good at aiming. Yeah. And so like, even though they are just shooting from the hip, mm-hmm. which is 
ridiculously bad for aim. Yeah. Um, it'd be funny if someone just sort of faked going down. Like, going, ah, you shot me! When, in fact, they missed by miles. Yeah. And then just waiting for them to come over and finish the job. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Pow! Yeah. Like, you got closer to me. I bet there is. That, that, I reckon yeah. there is. There's, there's yeah. probably... That's probably number one in the Western baddie rule, uh, like uh, playbook. In fact, I think Back to the Future Part 3 does it. <laughs> so, <laughs> there we go. There you are. Um, from Mavis's Existential Crisis, we've got... A hip full of vengeance. The return of Big Eyed Ron. <laughs> Big Eyed Ron! Big Eyed Ron! <laughs> this is obviously... This is almost a Yes Very Clever. We had quite a lot of contenders for the Yes Very Clever Award yeah. uh, this week. Big Eyed Ron is obviously a play on the song Big Iron. Yes. Um, but I really like the idea that a man called Big Eyed Ron is coming <laughs> back into town. Because a big iron is a gun. I think so, yeah. yeah big iron or a golf like club. Could be, yeah. 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 I, I always imagine it's a golf club when I listen <laughs> to that song. So, so someone's like... Big iron on his hip. So what situation could arise when someone like either orders a gun and and ends up with a man called Big Eyed Ron (laughs) or like or like someone's threatening someone with Big Eyed Ron uh, and and Big Eyed Ron and and a man turns up I'm gonna go and get my Big Eyed Ron if you don't I I I want to approach this with the Lovecraft playbook okay at the moment sure Um, so Big Eyed Ron is is a human that is also a sort of Lovecraftian entity, where if you stare into his eyes, you go mad. Okay, okay, okay. So yes, and that. Yeah, yeah. It's the end of the civil American Civil War. Yeah, right. Um, the uh, the worst of the casualties on both sides, mm. right, were in this one gulch, mm. right. And nobody knows, like, so many waves and waves of soldiers went in there mm. from opposite sides, and they all died, and nobody ever came out. Yeah. Right? And, um, but now it's the end, and people are being apportioned out land to farm on. Yeah. And all that blood and all that, and the water that comes down the gulch yeah. is, is good farming territory. Yeah. Right? So, um, someone gets given their gulch, and they're like, I'm putting away this big iron for once and for all. Uh, I'm never gonna go back to the war, right? Yeah. Puts it away and puts it in and buries it in the in the in the uh, like and it puts it in a cave or whatever yeah. in in this gulch. And at some point, a man crawls out, <laughs> who's been turned. It's the gun that's been turned into a a, a weird big eyed eldritch creature because this gulch is somehow like is is somehow eldritch itself i just love this man you and mcgregor's going to bed one yeah. night in his ranch and just he has a dream where this giant head appears from out of the gulch oh it, it yeah. looks like um he throws he throws his gun in a box yeah into the river mm. at the end of the war he's like no more killing throws it in right and then he goes and makes his house out on the farmland. Yeah. And then he has this dream, yeah, like you're saying. But listeners, Google Frank Sidebottom. Yes. Yes. If you if you haven't if you don't know what I'm talking about, just yes. Google image search for Frank Sidebottom. Yeah, and just enjoy the, all of his content. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if George Formby was funny. Yeah. 
But yes, Frank Sidebottom is a man who just goes around with a paper mache head on. Yeah. With giant soulless eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's enormous, terrifying eyes. Yeah. And does it's what's basically satirical comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and music, I think. Yeah, yeah, as he's, well. he's yeah, a singer yeah. as well, yeah. Um but um, I, I know Michael Fassbender starred as him in a movie. Really? Which is nothing about Frank Sidebottom. <laughs> It's really weird. Um, but yeah, uh, like Big Eyed Ron, he, he, he sees this head, this enormous papier mache looking head. It's bigger than the moon. Yeah. His head. Bigger than the moon. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like the moon is up. The yeah. moon is up and massive in this desert, mm. and then suddenly it's eclipsed by Big Eyed Ron. <laughs> so what I'm thinking of is he throws this gun in a trunk mm. into the river. Yeah. Right. And in his dream, he sees this trunk coming up in like in from the from the center of, yeah. the, of the river, enormous now, bigger than it ever was, yes. right? Um, with enormous eyes on the side, right? Mm. And it's walking towards him out of the river, God. and then the the trunk opens up, and inside is a gun on its end, yeah, pointing at him. Oh God! And then he wakes up, yeah, it, yeah, just yeah. about to like, shoot him. Big eyed Ron. I think we should spend more of the pitch describing Big eyed Ron. <laughs> so he's a trunk whose mouth who opens to reveal yeah. a gun. Yeah, but he's got enormous eyes on the side where the hinges are. Well, like that, and I, I imagine the body of Big eyed Ron to be very like like one of the dead people in in the yeah in the gulch maybe someone he that, that uh, who was starring in this i don't know ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor someone yeah, that ewan mcgregor he, killed he could, during like, the war either killed or couldn't couldn't like, maybe it's a uh a, a child yeah. he's big-eyed because of the innocence of a child soldier who fought just, in the this, civil war just this tiny withered body yeah with a giant frank side bottom sized <laughs> head <laughs> yeah. on the top which is too top heavy so yeah. it keeps on just sort of wobbling around <laughs> like in the darkness like i like uh, to imagine the eyes are kind of a bit like a like a, a trog door situation mm. they're on the side fully yeah and they're like almost 2d but you can still see them from the front like a like um you know if you look side on on googly eyes mm. and you can sort of see them from the side yeah like that there's a it, it's a mixture of googly eyes and just endless spirals yeah yeah uh, in the pupils <laughs> Um, and and uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I I I don't think we need to pitch a movie. I think we just need to pitch a cryptid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and but... that is big-eyed Ron. <laughs> yeah. Just who who wanders who wanders the desert plains of uh, of the American West. <laughs> he, he can emerge from anywhere that there was a battle. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere where the Civil War was fought. Um, and. Uh, and yeah, I, I think I think people have experienced Big Eyed Ron up until this day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're out, they're out, sort of on the road, and they just see this massive-headed thing. And the the biggest thing for cryptids is they usually there's usually something that like triggers it that it goes for. Yeah. Or whatever. Is it guilt? Is it conflict? Well, well, what, what I, summons Big Eyed Ron? I I heard of someone experiencing Big Eyed Ron, yeah, uh, who was actually in the Iraq War. Okay, um, and they were just sort of driving home one night. So they lived, I think, I think it was like New Mexico or somewhere like yeah. that. Um, they lived they lived there, so they were driving home from the store um, on a on sort of a lonely desert road, and yeah. then suddenly they were just met by 
well, off in the distance, there's just sort of this shambling shadow yeah. coming out. And it's like, oh, God, that's a person. Like, And then they paused the car, got out and was like, hello? Hello? And then suddenly the, the shadowy figure had gone. And on top of the car yeah. was big-eyed Ron yeah. staring at them. Mm. And then suddenly they opened woke up and... In... Opened its mouth yeah. to, see, to see the gun. Yeah. And then... Suddenly they woke up in their bed. That's it. In their that's, bed. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. that's it. A travel lodge. A travel lodge. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and and, <laughs> and <laughs> why I brought that into it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You, you've heard the story as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because weirdly, like that travel lodge is built on on site of a battle. On the site of a battle. Well, this is the thing I had heard that Big Eyed Ron. Only appear, you can summon him mm. if you try. You know, sometimes you can summon him by damming up a river mm. that is on the site of a battle, mm. right? Forming a dam in a river that was at some point the site of a battle. Yeah. And Big Eye Ron that night will turn up to you. Yeah. Um, you're on your if, maybe if you on your it. way home. Yeah. If, if you if you dam up a river. Yeah. Personally, on by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But like, like no, that, that's how if you know because lots of cryptos have ways that you can try and summon them if you want to. Yeah. Other people just experience him. Sort of out of the blue. Out of the blue. Yeah, I mean, it's like damming up a river where the uh, where one of the civil war battles was fought. Yeah. It's kind of like looking in the mirror and crying bloody mary. That's what sometimes. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like Candyman, Candyman, Candyman sort of situation. That, that kind right? of thing, yeah. And um, and weirdly, every every time someone experiences Big Eyed Ron, they wake up in that travel lodge. Yeah, that, that one travel lodge outside of Slough. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird. Many of them in the American West, yeah. you know, on the, on the, near the West Coast of America, um, are, you know... Rocky Mountains. Are they in the west? They're in the west. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they're in. They're hiking through the Rocky Mountains, mm. right? They experience Big Eyed Ron. Wake up in a travel lodge outside Slough. Yeah, yeah. And and some businessmen use it instead of flying a plane. There are a lot of travel lodges now <laughs> outside of Slough. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a, it's a cottage industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think of how many travel lodges have appeared outside of Slough. In the like the last hundred two hundred years, exactly. It's uh, Slough just outside of London, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's but people, businessmen dam up rivers now because yeah. like it's it's quicker than it's flying. a lot cheaper. It's a lot, lot cheaper. Than than, than I mean, it's just using cryptid yeah. mystical power, isn't yeah. it? Rather, which is as we all know is cheaper than than most transatlantic flights. Yeah. So um, the, the the problem being that obviously yeah. after international travel was banned recently. Mm. Um, they had to board up all the travel lodges outside of Slough. Yeah. Um, so now there's just people from all over the world boarded up inside travel lodges outside of Slough. It's pretty. It's it's going to be a big cleanup operation. Well, in, instead of instead of getting trans, oh, this is the thing as well. In tra- instead of getting a plane back, yeah, there is also a cryptid in England. Now <laughs> is there called Small Eyed Bob? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Who uh, <laughs> who died on the on, on our civil war? Yeah, yeah. On a battle uh, on our Oliver, civil Oliver, war. Oliver Cromwell. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of Cromwell's <laughs> mates. Small eyed Bob. There's yeah. Cromwell, Milton, and Small eyed Bob. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's a two way system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you summon Small eyed Bob by destroying a dam. <laughs> 
any damn any damn at all you've got it like that's the thing because because weirdly wake up in these travel lodges and instead of in in the minibar yeah. instead of drinks are just sticks of dynamite which, <laughs> which you take to a local dam and ironically um edam yeah yeah edam yeah. is what <laughs> E-dam. If you destroy an E-dam, you can get it as well. It's, it's kind of like... Small, small-eyed Bob's not got great hearing. No, no, he's, he's, he's not got great hearing and also <laughs> hates cheeses. And also not very good eyesight either. Yeah, yeah. So he sees on his list, they've destroyed an E-dam. Yeah, yeah. And now that he's like, all right, off I go. Well, it, it used to be just dams. <laughs> yeah. But they found a, the travel people who work at the travel lodge found a loophole it's yeah. like you don't need to do that anymore because it's, it's destroying the power yeah. generated to the local slough area. Yeah. Can you please just dis- go go into the woods and destroy this E-dam yeah. for me? And you, the thing is, you can't do that on the reverse side in America mm. because, of course, uh, E-dam is made backwards, so you can't do that in America. Yeah. Well, weirdly, you wake up in a travel lodge in England, you wake up in a best western in America yeah, because yeah. this is one of the best westerns ever told. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. There we go. A hit full of vengeance, the return of big-eyed Ron. <laughs> there were an uncomfortable number of puns at the end of that. <laughs> Okay, so that was all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. Uh, we love pitching westerns. Um, we do. And just pitching films in general. So if you just give us those titles on our social media, I said at the beginning of the episode, um, yeah, we'll we'll get around to pitching those movies. So we now move on to the final major pitch, and that is from Reese Howell. That donkey won't see sunrise. That donkey won't see sunrise. Well, that donkey won't see sense, but that's another another situation. It's um, another film in title. That might be the sequel. Yeah, that donkey won't see sunrise. Yeah. We get the donkey to the end, it's... and it's and it's triumphant. It's the best donkey in the world, and it's it, it's the president now. But it, now it won't see sense. The donkey is the problem. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's our version of a few dollars more. <laughs> yeah. Um... So I'm thinking, I'm thinking this isn't a film about the donkey. Yeah. But it is more about the film. It was more about the people who are hired to kill the donkey. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and it's one of those films where it's got a, it's got a very wide cast of characters. Yeah. Uh, kind of like um, Bad Times at the El Royale, which is a very good neo western. Yep. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I would imagine. I've seen it. It's a very good neo western. And sort of like the, the sort of hateful eight, that kind of thing, where it's uh, where it's like a, a very very diverse cast of yeah. of Western tropes, I okay. would imagine. So what 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 is the? But we need a common linking factor here. The donkey. So they've all just been. Are they all separately hired? They're all bounty hunters who have been separately hired to kill this donkey. Well, this is the thing that this <clears throat> this horrible horrible man. This uh, this this big bad of the West mm. runs this town. Yeah, uh, in the West, who's who's a good Western villain? Um, a good Western villain, I would say. Now I know we've cast Ken Branagh before. We have. I want to say we, 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 he seems to be a villain in every single one of our westerns. Yeah, so far. I'm going to go with Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. I think he's got a wide enough face to to sort of be that kind of like. Slightly, yeah. slightly discomforting uh, smile that he's like. Uh, he's also got quite like a leathery face as well, mm, hasn't he? Sun, so he, sunbeaten. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I quite like him just in this sort of black hat, black coat. 
and he's just sort of sat at the head of the of the saloon, just you, like you. You do what I tell you. You do what I tells you in this town. And you'll yeah. be fine. But don't you dare look at my donkey. Well, no, this is the thing. Yeah. Like, the donkey betrays him somehow. Oh, right, so now he's after the donkey. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, don't, that... you, don't you dare look at my best friend, the donkey. And then the donkey kicks him. Yeah. And he's like, he, he falls over, falls off a, off a, like a balcony. Yeah. Because the donkey was up there with him, obviously. Yeah, in, into the large bosom of, of a... <laughs> <laughs> of a serving maid in a saloon <laughs> who who bashes him on the head with a whiskey bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes it making him look ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he falls into a into a into the donkey trough. He, oh god, yeah. no, into the spittoon. Oh no, by the bar, he falls into the spittoon donkey trough. Oh no, so the donkey's been at the bar <laughs> chewing, chewing tobacco, tobacco yeah. and just spitting into this spittoon. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, oh no, <laughs> the donkey spittoon. The donkey spittoon. That's even worse than the human spittoon. Oh, he's messy because it's not only is it a donkey that's spitting in there that donkey's been chewing donkey tobacco and the donkey flies off into the sunset yeah yeah the right. don- the donkey just like heads off so i'm feeling what i'm the vibe i'm feeling from this mm. before we even get to the bounty hunters is this sort of like um oh what's his name king canute trying to like turn the tide back with a whip right that kind of like um uh the a man who's so angry at a donkey, a simple donkey, yeah, who like will do anything. He's a powerful man mm. who terrifies the land, but he will do anything to track down this donkey. The thing is, this donkey doesn't go. This donkey's still in the town. I think that's <laughs> that's the thing. The donkey doesn't really go anywhere, and because it's a donkey, it has no idea what's going on. Yeah, so it will only sort of fend for itself once it's sort of in a. Um, the thing so he's like I don't want that donkey to see sunrise yeah a donkey has humiliated me for the last time and I think in this in this way it's a donkey still in the town yeah right? hiding in a bush or whatever mm. what that means is these bounty hunters all and sundry of them mm. from all over the place have to pretend that they're hot on the tra- on the trail of a donkey yeah Right, so you have this uh, emperor's new clothes situation where every piece of evidence, uh, every piece of tracking, like uh, stuff they get to him to yeah. show that they are the one who is currently still on track <laughs> to find this donkey is, and then you know you have like I don't know Nick Frost who comes back and he's like, I found it, I killed this donkey, yeah, uh, and it, like. He, he he brings back a donkey's head and he's like, that's not my donkey. <laughs> and he shoots him. Shoot. I know my donkey anyway. <laughs> shoots him. Um, well, that that's the first bounty hunter that he gets. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, I'm gonna get the best bounty hunter in town to do it. In the in in, in I'm getting the best bounty hunter in the west. Yeah. Well, the best bounty hunter in town because obviously he then calls out for people across the west right, right, to right, come right. and. Yeah. Uh, uh, to come and, and track down this donkey. And they come in. I think we play into this kind of like anachronistic, but definitely their dynamic of the emperor. Like they're coming in and falling to one knee and being like, <laughs> oh, we will track down your, uh, your, your evil donkey. So we've had Nick Frost just get shot out the window completely. Yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah. not in this film anymore. Yeah. How many bounty hunters does Willem Dafoe get? Well, to track we, down this donkey. We lose track of casts beyond four. Yeah. 
you've there's a number. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we're like there's five people in addition to the villain, yeah. we lose track. <laughs> oh wow. I, I never really noticed, but now every uh, family movie we have, they have four people in it yeah. as a villain. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if there's any other characters we just completely leave them off. Yeah, by the we way, just so. we just forget that they exist. <laughs> right, so I'm thinking we go for we push ourselves and go for eight people. Okay. What, or if uh, no, <laughs> no, you can do and for others. <laughs> I mean, well, let's go through what we associate the tropes are with uh, with Western sort of bounty hunter types. Sure. So we've got. Uh, I think the first one that comes to mind is the sort of Native American tracker. Yep. Um, who can he be played by? Uh, I don't know any Native American actors. No, there aren't many, are there? I bet there are. Yeah, yeah. just not not uh, ones that have big names. In which case, yeah, uh, because we're producers, yeah, uh, Alan Tudjik. Alan Tudjik. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and um, or oh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh yeah, she can do anything. Scarlett Johansson is the Native American she can be, tracker she can, type. She can be anyone, anything, or any tree. Of course. And uh, and we've got. The I think we've got the Mexico. It's just Danny Trejo. Yeah, it's just just, just it's just Machete. Just Machete. Uh, yeah. For this is a Robert Rodriguez movie. Yep. Yeah. I'm thinking like Willem Dafoe's got that giant cowboy hat that Robert Rodriguez wears constantly, uh, thinking he's cool when yeah. he's not. <laughs> thinking he's cool. Thinking he's cool. Um, we've got your good old-fashioned Sundance Kid-style gunslinger sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the guy who's got summit summit up with his guns. He's he's got a lot of guns. Summit up with his guns. Well, the thing with Sundance Kid is he can't shoot. He can't aim well when he's stood still. Who's uh, got Sundance Kid? I think I think I think something else. Like, I, let's say, um, what kind of cool trick could, does 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 this guy do with his? Uh, it's going to be played by. Um, I'm so bad with Bra- names. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. The th- thing is with this guy. Yeah. Both his regular arms. Yeah. Can't fire guns. Yeah. But he has a third arm. Okay. Coming out the back of his neck. The uh, back of his neck. The back of his neck. Oh, I was thinking he's wearing a poncho. Yeah. Right. He's got a third arm in his arm. Oh, yeah, no. Comes he's, out when he's, he puts, puts the poncho up. It's hidden. Yeah. He's, he's, and that comes out yeah. when we least expect it. He's got a third arm <laughs> hidden under a poncho. I like that. Uh, like, And he says, like, these arms are useless for... for uh, these arms are useless for, for uh, pistols. That's why I always carry knives. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And, like, he's, like, throwing knives. And he's not actually that good with it, but he's, like, you know, danger- looking dangerous. Mm. And then any time he needs to... Uh, uh, anytime he needs to fight someone, and this is how we introduce him, yeah. is uh, every time he needs, to, like he's in a duel, yeah. right? And he's only got two knives, and the other person's got a pistol, yeah. right? And they're like, <laughs> you don't yeah. stand a chance. <laughs> and then uh, Jack Black, who is like a, a, a bandit, um, uh, and he goes, <laughs> you don't stand a chance. And he's like, oh, don't I? And he brings his arm up to throw the uh, the, knife. To throw the knife, and then out of his armpit, underneath the poncho, yeah. just comes out, comes a gun, bang. bang. <laughs> yep, so we've got, we've got Scarlett Johansson as a Native American tracker woman. Yep. Machete. Yep. Brad Pitt with a third arm. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know these na- these these American tropes, these Western tropes. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is cowboy. <laughs> cowboy. And, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a he's used to be a legend when they were first settling the American West. Yes. Right. But nowadays he's just been around a little too long. Mm. Can't leave the game alone. Uh, he he pretends to be a cow. <laughs> <laughs> And can, talk, <laughs> and can talk to cows. Yes, yeah, he he's that 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 very very familiar Western trope of man who can talk to cows. Yeah, 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 just like the familiar Western trope of man with armpit hand. <laughs> it's armpit hand, isn't it? It's not, not an arm. arm. <laughs> it's just it's a hand. Armpit hand stuck under there like a flap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so that's four. <laughs> um, I think we just added a fifth one for good measure. Okay. Um, it's Simon Pegg. No, it's not. It's. <laughs> Tell you what. It's the donkey. <laughs> it's the donkey. It's the donkey yeah. who's just wearing a hat. Voiced <laughs> by Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> Is the donkey wearing a cowboy hat and poncho, pretending to be the bounty hunter, and Willem Dafoe <laughs> yeah. has no idea. Where's a big a big hat? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, he, and Willem Dafoe assembles this <laughs> team of Avengers. All right, and goes. Well, they're not a team. They they are well, versus each other. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, this this crack crack squad. Yeah. Again, just another word for team, but like just people. Yeah. To track down this donkey. You see, it's a bounty, right? Yeah, yeah. So he says he didn't have to assemble them. Really, he just says. I've got a hundred thousand dollars to whoever, uh, or, or I don't know, this entire donkey sculpture made of gold to so whoever can, uh, whoever can track down that betraying son of a bitch, <laughs> and uh, that ass, <laughs> that, that fucking ass, and uh, and so they all go off in their separate ways. Like um, Scott Hansen is sort of tracking the uh, tracking the tracks. Yep. Um, out out towards town, and uh, and Brad Pitt's got wise to this. He's like, oh yeah, no, she's she probably knows so he's following her. Not. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's weird because because she ends up sort of following following the things around, and it gets to the donkey. Comes back to the back comes, to the town. Comes back to the town. It's just the donkey sat at the saloon. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, and "Wait a minute!" They're all they're all really um, they're all really intimidated by the donkey because it's yeah. the my- it's a very mysterious one, right? And even better, mm. when they all leave and they all run off, right? They start sabotaging each other, right? Yeah, so, yeah. for instance, Brad Pitt's following Scarlett Johansson, mm. but um, uh, Machete, right, chops the uh, rope attaching. Who was the last one? Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, from Westworld. He chops his horse's um, uh, like saddle and, um, and and tether. Yeah. Right. And slaps the horse, so the horse runs off in the in the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, or actually, no, it makes more sense for um, uh, for Anthony Hopkins to do that to Machete, right? Mm. But he like so he he gets on his front legs and he kicks the horse's backside. Yeah. So the horse runs off into the woods. That thus sabotaging Machete, right? Yeah. Um, so there's a load of subterfuge going on. All of them notice that. Hang on, or at least Scott Johansson does. Everyone's like, 
oh my god, he's he's so confident. Because he just goes into the saloon and sits down. This, yeah, this, yeah. this mystery donkey man. <laughs> like, uh, this mystery like, ponchoed... Willem Dafoe gave us a day to track down this donkey. Why is the he's mysterious... He's so confident. Yeah. Um, Got such a long face yeah. as well. <laughs> they call him Long Face. Long Face. Um, long Face the Bounty Hunter. And they're, <laughs> they're really intimidated by him. So yeah. when Scott Johansson follows these tracks back to the, 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 uh, to the saloon, yeah. she's like, oh my God, you've already found him! <laughs> <laughs> you already found him, haven't you? Where did you put him? And she gets a gun out. And then, and then the donkey just swallows a hole. Wow! Yeah, and then everyone in the saloon just sort of backs away, like, "What the (laughs) fuck?" And um, and and so and here's the thing, right? Yeah. All the while out out there, right? What's happening is, um, they're starting to communicate. Yeah. The the, the bounty hunters are starting to communicate, right? Each of them starts to realize as the day wears on that this is an impossible task. Yeah. Right? And they're starting to get a little bit antsy. They're starting to get a little bit angry about it. Yeah. Because there's no sign of this freaking donkey. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they start to think that maybe Willem Dafoe has made this up to make them look bad. Yeah. Right? So he can give them smaller things later. Yeah. Right? So they start turning on Willem Dafoe. They start making plans <laughs> to... to murder Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And... As they slowly inch closer to this thing, mm. one by one, they all come towards the town. Yeah. And the donkey eats them. <laughs> I just love... After they reveal it themselves and they say, I'm going to take you down, Willem Dafoe, and then uh, the donkey just... <laughs> eats them. Because the donkey's after the money. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually... Yeah. Like, to the end of this movie... Mm. is going to be the donkey reveals itself to be the donkey and Willem Dafoe's like you saved me all those times from all those people who were trying to kill me uh. I love you again donkey I will always love you for the rest of my life and then the donkey kicks him off the balcony again <laughs> and just rides off on a golden donkey <laughs> Actually, yeah, you know what? It, it would be better if, if if the golden donkey that it was being offered as a prize money turned it yeah. out, turned out to be the donkey <laughs> as well. Like as well, <laughs> yeah. Because the golden donkey, it was often the reason that the donkey betrayed Willem Dafoe in the first place. Yeah. was because Willem Dafoe encased the donkey's either child or lover in gold yeah. to make a golden donkey statue. Yeah. Because they didn't have, to, they didn't have, they didn't want to pay a sculptor. Exactly. They just, they just dipped a, a donkey in liquid gold. Fucking hell, that's dark. And and so the donkey took its revenge. Yeah, the donkey got its revenge. And then it breaks open the gold. Yeah. By kicking it with its hoof, and the the donkey inside is fine. <laughs> yeah, because it's encased in gold. Yeah. It's not uh, a little straw in its mouth. Yeah. So it was able to breathe <laughs> and drink milkshakes. Like that, that that Bond girl who got painted gold. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, like, I was going to say, that Bond girl who got painted gold, did she die in real life? No, she, she no well, it was nothing to do it was, with it. It was yeah. just in the film that she died because she was painted gold. I don't, is that even true? I don't know. I don't know. 
I I I heard somewhere that she died because she was painted gold. I think the the whole the whole lot is apocryphal. Yeah, I think so. Fair enough. She might have died of completely unrelated causes. I yeah. I, never mind. <laughs> it's, it's a film I watched years ago. Which one is it? Goldmember. Is it Goldmember? Goldmember. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yeah, Goldfinger. That's that's a good one as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, I guess, anything I, you want to add to that? No, no, I, th- I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, uh, I think maybe the shortest final pitch. We're very concise. Yeah. We knew what we were doing. Yeah, absolutely. Westerns. <laughs> quite a simple plot. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, actually, it's quite convoluted, but we yeah. just got there fast. We just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Netflix, if you're listening, you're yeah. looking for a Western. I know Westerns are kind of coming back. They're kind of in a, in, in a cool place right now, and yeah. you want one about a donkey who's got a vendetta against its master. Yeah, yeah. And, it's uh, like Kill Bill, but with a donkey. Exactly. Um, but you don't know who the protagonist until the very end. Yeah. And I like the idea of the director thinking that the donkey is two different people as well. Until the very end where the director has surprised themselves. Because the casting director was like, ha-ha! <laughs> it's a donkey also donkey. Times. <laughs> <laughs> the casting director, also that donkey. <laughs> Throws off their moustache. <laughs> and the hat and the poncho. Yeah. We never used the third hand <laughs> of Brad Pitt. And of Brad Pitt. Yes, yeah, but, uh, but I, I like the idea of, of of a scene sort of setting him up. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I just realised that we set up all these characters, and that was a pretty fun thing. But then at the end, the donkey just ate them all. Like, <laughs> like there was no tension or anything there. It was just the donkey just ate them. That's well, I, that's the end of I the movie. I skipped to the end in many ways. Like yeah. I skipped over the portion of the movie that was eventually these these people, these nuanced characters with their third hand and his armpit. Um <laughs> Like slowly coming to the conclusion that they need to kill Will Defoe. Yeah. Because they keep coming back and saying it's impossible. You've got to give us more information or more time. Yeah. And the tracks Defoe... just keep leading us back to this uh, back to this town. It's a it's a wild goose chase. And Will Defoe is getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. Um, being like, you know, I, I, you know, you better get out there and kill that thing, mm. uh, and and sort of like making life for that people in the town worse. All that sort of thing, mm. and eventually they start to think, think each individually that like they're going to take the money instead of um, yeah, they're going to take this gold. That's monkey. that's how we get to that. So if yeah. you've enjoyed today's episode of that donkey won't see sunrise, <laughs> uh, and the uh, the exploration of the western genre that that is, yes, yes, indeed. Give us a like, give us a follow on, on our social medias. We would uh, greatly appreciate it if you did. Yeah, it's, tell your friends about it as well. It's uh, It means a lot to us if uh, when, when people tell each other about it. Not people who already know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but when people, when you like go out and you tell your friend and then we hear that someone, you know, likes the podcast because they found out through about it through a friend, it means a lot. Mm. It's, it's, it's a really nice thing to find out about. So um, uh, please do tell your friends you know in real life if you have the opportunity to see them in real life but you know give it a share on on social media give yes this, give this episode a retweet and all that sort of thing if you see someone's asking for podcast recommendations on somewhere put this up that's a that's a huge one people yeah, yeah getting in there quickly because yeah. obviously podcast recommendations threads are always 400 messages long oh yeah no that they'll 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 be tons and tons of uh of true crime podcasts recommendations in there 
Maybe you can do a top 10 list of your best podcasts on TikTok. Um, one other way you could uh, you could help us out, though, of course, is going to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast. It's a cool club where you can get bonus content if you give us a little bit of money each month. We really appreciate the people who do that, and that's why we read out their names every single week. Wait. Um, and uh, they all have all some very unique names. So we'll start off with Brandon Spanky Mills. Ross Original Serial Derivatives presents New Heat Whisk Busks. Mr. Beakfuss the tester in, and only Glemule could withstand the forces involved in time travel. Jeremy Elkayim, Stephen D. Thomas, fingers to hand. Glemule, you understand that this time machine is a one-way trip? James Delaney, Brondra, I'm sorry, but Glemule agreed you will never see him again until yesterday. Paul then gather the children and head south. The busk weep horn has risen. Brent Black, I'm sorry, I didn't think the name jumbler would affect the bisques. The Weepy Crisk Bjorn Council are happy to announce that we've got the plans for the last ever meal. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. The Serial Dragon of Wales has been Tom McGrath all along. <laughs> Joseph Hegarty. Man Primister. The Jumbler is unstoppable. We have to trust in Glemule now. Put that camel to bed! Honestly, Petvis, I miss Newcastle now that I've wi- witnessed Sheffer Alex NSFW. Carl, how the hell are you still fine? Your breakfast is inside out. Nikki! Jimmy Husk, my name is Glemule, and I'm afraid I have some terrible news about your future son. Matt, have you seen this letter? It's signed by me, but I didn't write it. It says in five years you will invent a podcast. Tread carefully. Eden MW. Tom, what the hell is a podcast? Okay, so those are all our patrons. Thank you again for your support. Uh, That is patreon.com forward slash Life's a Bitch podcast, Yes, it? Yeah, yes, yeah. It uh, go there, give us some support just if you get, like. Just have a look, frankly. Yeah. Uh, I know it's sometimes tough time, tough economic times for people, um, uh, but going over to Patreon and supporting your favourite creators, even if they're not necessarily us, is something really important right now. Because um, stuff like this, stuff like we do, and stuff like you know, just arts and and yeah. stuff is 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 really struggling. So um, even if you don't go to the <laughs> stuff like this and arts, yeah, and arts, <laughs> and arts, um, uh, is really struggling. So even if you don't support us, please consider going over and just supporting someone. Yes, yeah, um, and that's a great site to go on. Um, so we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, yes, it's, can't wait. Uh, it's a sh- it's a bit of the show where we just uh, read out someone who's given us a title based around an existing title and uh, just have a bit of fun with it. This one's not based around an existing title. Though. Oh, this one is just so ridiculous and so <laughs> fun. I couldn't have done anything with it. Uh, but it's from Mavis's Existential Crisis at Connor with a No, who just given us. Oh, here we are. Wait, hang on. How, how would you pronounce that? Yeah, a yeah, a a yeah, woo, wah, wah. The movie. Let's have a look. Yeah. I can't. I can't read it. But there's yeah. a whole thread there. Where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, wah, wah. <laughs> There's an extra wah there. We know what Mavis is his existential crisis oh, no, was no, trying no, to no. do. This, this is ah, yeah, yeah. Woo, woo, wah, wah. The okay, right? So, so we got the song right. <laughs> yeah. The it's the song from the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly <laughs> yeah. in uh, movie form. Yes. The, the movie at yeah. the end of it. <laughs> but but it's the oh 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 oh. Yeah, that yeah, bit. that bit. 
<laughs> so that bit of the song, <laughs> yeah, that bit of the track, and I, I really, really like Ross Original's reply. <laughs> was, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly, Ross. I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it. <laughs>